Good morning. First it was in, then it was out. But as the state General Assembly finishes its work for the year, it looks like Loudoun is getting a state park after all. For Monday, February 25th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. Did you know that Loudoun County has some of the lowest charitable giving rates in Virginia? It's true. I'm Amy Owen, president of the Community Foundation, inviting you to take a few minutes to learn more at facesofloudoun.org. Not only do we share the data, but dozens of stories that portray our neighbors in need here at home, citizens who are leaders in philanthropy and volunteers who make a difference every day. Help make Loudoun County one of the most charitable in Virginia. Visit facesofloudon.org, a program of the Community Foundation for Loudon and Northern Fauquier Counties. We connect donors who care with causes that matter. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. It looks like efforts to get the state government to accept 280 acres for a new state park in northwestern Loudon have paid off. Over the weekend, local leaders got confirmation that the project will be in the state budget, adding those 280 acres to the 600 acres of state parkland already there. County supervisors worked with the Leggett family last year to buy the property for the purpose of expanding that planned state park. In October, the board agreed to pay the Bob and D. Leggett Foundation $2.9 million for it. The Leggett Foundation had previously donated the other 604 acres for that park. Governor Ralph Northam had introduced a state budget bill that included a line authorizing the state to accept that land for free, but it was deleted from the Senate's version of the budget. Randy Minshew, a Leesburg attorney and former state delegate who'd been working with the Leggett family on that transaction, said the concerns seemed to stem from a staff report that put the cost of developing a state park in Loudoun at $14.3 million. Lobbying over the past week has been focused on ensuring state legislators that the state will not actually need to spend much money to get the park up and running. The land already has a system of trails and facilities, and the Blue Ridge Center for Environmental Stewardship has agreed to keep maintaining it. Supervisor Gary Higgins said he met with uh, budget conferees last week and heard there was a concern that Loudoun's not-yet-operational state park was getting priority over existing needs. He said Loudoun representatives were able to explain that the 200-acre parcel provides public access to the other 600 acres of land and already has roads, camping facilities, established equine and hiking trails, and an education center and parking. The nearest state park to Loudoun is Sky Meadows State Park in Fauquier. Higgins said this region is the most underserved area by the state park system, and a new state park would be near the Appalachian Trail and Harpers Ferry National Park. Now, according to Minshew, the Department of Conservation and Recreation needs to complete a survey of the land. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, as the county school board was pushing to put more money into ensuring racial and income equity throughout the district, one school was making national headlines this past week for putting students through an offensive history lesson about slavery. Last week, parents and representatives of the NAACP brought criticisms to the school board over a reenactment of chasing slaves escaping through the Underground Railroad. This happened at Madison's Trust Elementary School. Principal David Stewart issued a formal apology in a letter to students for what he called a culturally insensitive lesson. He wrote, This is contradictory to our overall goals of empathy, affirmation, and creating a culturally responsive learning environment for all. On Friday, Superintendent Eric Williams joined with the Minority Student Achievement Advisory Committee, the Loudoun County chapter of the NAACP, and the Loudoun Freedom Center to issue a formal statement on the issue. In part, it reads, 
We acknowledge that this incident at Madison's Trust is a symptom of a broader issue. The diversity in Loudoun County is one of our greatest strengths, but Loudoun County is also a place where equity has proven a challenge for many decades. You can read the full statement in the story on our website. On Friday, Governor Ralph Northam signed a bill updating legislation from 2016 that local leaders had warned would cripple the way Loudoun tries to keep up with the need for public infrastructure like roads and schools. Before 2016, when developers proposed large projects like Kinkora or One Loudoun, they negotiated proffer agreements with the county, which often included cash or infrastructure work. That had been a major portion of the way the county tries to keep up with its own growth and the demand for things like roads or fire stations or libraries. But in 2016, the state legislature passed a law written by the Home Builders Association of Virginia that puts strict limits on what uh, counties can accept or propose from developers in the way of proffers. Supervisors said because of the legal liabilities and presumption of guilt against the local government established in that bill, they had to stop negotiating with developers in many areas of the county. In much of our suburban east, they made use of an 11th hour exception to the bill to establish areas where proffer negotiations could continue as normal. In other areas of the county, the county still is not negotiating with developers. In some other counties, it has brought development to a halt. And the power of the building industry lobby in Richmond is evident even in the legislation passed this year. A bill introduced by Senator Barbara Favola and Delegate Bob Thomas does not reverse some of the key provisions of the 2016 legislation. But Favola said it reopens lines of communication between local governments and developers. Developers can still take the county to court over what the law strictly defines as an unreasonable proffer. However, the new bill introduces some protections for localities, so that a single county official or supervisor can't accidentally say something to a developer that lands the county in court. It also requires developers to object to a proffer in writing before the local governing body votes before they can take the county to court. There's also a provision that allows developers to voluntarily exempt themselves from the 2016 legislation. When asked why her bill did not go further to reverse the 2016 legislation, Favola said it was a compromise. Many builders did not want that removed. And a Canadian man living in Leesburg has been sentenced to 21 years in federal prison in the case of three opioid overdoses, two of which were fatal. According to court documents, Joseph Riley Curry, 29 years old, obtained heroin and fentanyl and distributed them to customers in Loudoun County. Drugs that he distributed killed two people in March of 2016 and caused a third person to overdose. In August of 2017, he was arrested on felony distribution charges. While in custody, he ordered someone to destroy evidence he thought might be used against him in a possible federal prosecution. Then in December, he pleaded guilty to conspiracy to distribute heroin, resulting in death. The case was investigated by a team of agencies, including the Leesburg Police Department and the High-Intensity Drug Trafficking Area Task Force Northern Virginia, which includes the FBI, Fairfax County, Loudoun County, Leesburg, Prince William County, Homeland Security Investigations, and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loud and Calendar, tonight is Dance King Studios Salsa, Tango, and Swing Group Class and Social. No experience or partner necessary. It starts at 7.45 p.m. in Leesburg. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, listen to it while you're strolling the trails of the Blue Ridge Center for Environmental Stewardship. You can go there now. You know, even if it's not a state park yet, it's already open. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.